What's up, everybody? I'm excited to be with you again. We've been talking for a few segments on this thing of of battles and facing our battles and the things that we go through in our life. And, and the reason why I want to continue with this is because this is a big thing for all of us. We all are either in a storm, on your way to a storm, or you just came out of one. And if you're looking at the people of Israel in Exodus 17, I mean, they're in Rephidim, they're camped there, they have no water, then they get water, then Amalek shows up to fight them in Rephidim in the same exact location. And we find out that Amalek is family. So now they're fighting against family just to get to the promised land. I mean, if you if this is your first time hearing this, you may want to go back a few segments to kind of catch up to all of the different scenarios and situations that the people of Israel were facing. And this is the same thing that we face. We face the same thing in the same location with the same people. And a lot of times we're dealing with family that's blocking us from going and achieving the calling and purpose that God has on our life. And so we can identify with the people of Israel. I know when you read their story, you're thinking, man, these guys complain all the time. It seems like God comes through, then they complain about the next thing. But when you think about what they're going through, I'm not saying that I condone complaining, but I do understand. I mean, if you're following God and he's the living water, but you're thirsty, then you're fighting against family. It's in the same location. You feel like a few chapters back, Pharaoh is going to get you when you just came out, but then the Red Sea opens. I mean, they've got all of this back and forth with God. And sometimes it seems like in our own lives that we have this back and forth, that we're not getting what we want, and then God comes through, and then we have another block, and we're wondering, why do I have this block? And so there's all this back and forth that they're experiencing, and I know you and I, uh, we have experienced those things in our own life. But we also found this blueprint that if you keep reading in Exodus 17, the Bible doesn't just give you a problem, but it also gives you a blueprint to have victory. Uh, because by, by, by the time we get to the end of this chapter, which I'm going to try to flow through in a few minutes, um, you'll see that victory was won through the blueprint that was given. That it's not just a problem, but here's also a solution. So I wanted to talk about this solution, this blueprint that's given to us. And we found out that in verse 9 of Exodus 17, that there's a responsibility. Joshua had to go down and take care of his responsibilities, but Moses had to go up and handle the spiritual perspective. And if we do that, if we take care of earth while holding on to heaven, then heaven will have earthly interference. We'll experience God in a whole nother way. If we're being righteous and holy while continuing to to uh, be responsible in our marriages, even though it's difficult, be responsible in our career, even though it's difficult, um, uh, be responsible in our relationships, even though it's difficult, then we can see God come through like he's about to come through for Joshua, Moses, and ultimately the people of Israel. And then in verse 10, Joshua did as Moses told him. He was obedient in the time of battle, and therefore he's trustworthy in the time of promise. And also we learned that Moses went up to the top of the hill with the staff of God in his hand, but he didn't go by himself. And that's where we want to start today is that we can't think that we can hold the spiritual perspective and do it by ourselves. I mean, I know I can't. I have uh, Keith in my life. I can name guys. I have Marvin in my life. I have um, uh, Maurice in my life. I have Trey in my life. And I've got a group of guys that I know that I can call on. Who are the people in your life that you know you can call on? But watch this in verse 11. It says, it came about when Moses held up his hands that Israel prevailed. But when he let his hands down, Amalek prevailed. What does that tell you? That the spiritual 
had influence over the physical, that the spiritual realm was telling the physical realm what was going on and what was going to happen, that we live in the physical. But if all you see, my dad told me this, so I'm cheating. If all you see is what you see, then you do not see all there is to be seen. Doesn't that sound like a Tony Evans statement? For those of you who know Tony Evans, you got to remember that one. If all you see is what you see, then you do not see all there is to be seen. If you're only living in the physical realm and you're not operating from a spiritual perspective, then you may be living uh, uh, in the right place because that's where you, that's where you are, but you're not operating from the right place. And we have to learn to operate from the right place because it says that when Moses held the staff up, that gave victory where Joshua was in the valley. But when he let the staff down, that brought defeat where Joshua was in the valley. And we experience victory or defeat based on what is happening upstairs, based on what's happening in the spiritual realm. So again, if all you see is what you see, you're not seeing all there is to be seen. What do I mean by that? If all you're seeing is the obstacles that are in front of you, and you're not thinking about God's perspective or what God may be doing in you, then you will let the obstacles overtake you. And so what we learn here is that the spiritual realm has influence, that the call has to come from the top and then needs to be executed at the bottom. I mean, this is what I learned in football, playing football my whole life. Uh, the offensive coordinator, it wouldn't be on the field. A lot of times the offensive coordinator, he would be up in the box. But even though you couldn't see him, he would give a call down to the quarterback, and it was the quarterback's job to give the call from upstairs to the players that were in the huddle. Then it was our job as the players to execute the play that came from upstairs. If we executed the play from what came upstairs, then what we experience on the field would be victorious, but not because of who we are on the field, but because of the play call that we chose to operate from upstairs. Whenever we learn to operate from biblical truth from upstairs, then we have an experience down here that's equivalent to how perfect the play call is from up there. In verse 12, it says, Moses' hands got heavy. They took a stone and put it under him. How do you know whether you have the right guys on your team? How do you know when you have the right ladies in your corner? It's simple. They'll put a stone under you. A stone represents the rock. It represents God's perspective. It represents God's word. If you ever look at Luke chapter 6, uh, verse uh, 42 uh, through 46, you see uh, the man who built his house on the rock and the man who built his house on the sand. And obviously the man who built his house on the sand, it, it came crumbling down. But the man who built his house on the rock, it stood. Because the rock is God's word and the sand is human opinion. What a lot of people like to do is they like to mix rock and sand. They want uh, God's opinion mixed with human opinion. They want to go to church, but then they want to go back to work and hear what everybody else thinks. You know you have the right people in your corner because no matter what you're going through, they're going to give you a stone to rest on. Whenever you try to sit down from God's word, they're going to put God's word right underneath you to stand you back up and to keep you strong. These men were giving Moses a stone to rest on, and that's how he knew he had the right men in his corner. They weren't giving him fluff, human opinion, and that's our problem, is many of us are getting fluff and human opinions from all of the people we hang out with, all the people we grew up with that has nothing to do with God's word, and we're wondering why the trials and tribulations that we're facing in our life are beating us down. They gave him a stone to rest on. Do you have people in your life that are giving you 
a stone uh, to rest on. And that's what Moses was getting from Aaron and her. And because he had that stone and because he had those men in his life that were holding up his arms, they won the battle. In Exodus 17, 13, it says that Joshua overwhelmed Amalek with the edge of his sword, that the battle was won, that what was happening down in the valley, which was controlled on the mountaintop, was victory, that victory was experienced because Moses was up at the top and he was holding things together in the spiritual realm. I'm telling you, if we could learn this blueprint, if we could learn to hold things together spiritually, we can have victory physically. If we can learn how to hold things together eternally, then we can have victory in time. If we can learn how to be obedient in the hard times based on God's word, that's what this whole thing is about. If we learn to go through our trials, go through our tribulations, go through our storms, but we do it with people by our side, who give us a stone. We do it based on God's word. We're not so quick to throw away what God thinks for what man thinks in the situations that we're in. Then we can overwhelm our Amalek with the edge of our sword. And it ends the way the blueprint begins. Overwhelm Amalek with the edge of his what? With the edge of his sword. Ephesians 6 says this, that the sword represents the word of God, that the sword represents God's perspective that the sword represents biblical truth. So even the New Testament obviously agrees with this battle that we're having in the Old Testament, that if we learn how to fight with the sword, which is the only offensive weapon in the armor of God, if we learn how to fight with that, then we'll see how we can win with that. That this whole thing is about stepping out on faith in God's word and seeing how God's word can fight for you in your battles. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that God's word will come through for you, no matter how big and strong the enemy and obstacle that you face in your life really is. Thanks for joining me. It's Jonathan Evans. We look forward to next time. But Christ didn't take the loss on the cross for you to stand still as if he didn't win. But he did win. Born again. Free from sin. Live again. Fear no man. Salvation. But it's time for you to start. Cause I call a jaywalking.